You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Danovi. Okay. Five Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness or give you greater mastery over your mind. In this episode, I'm going to talk about nominalization. Now, nominalization is a distinction in linguistics or language And it refers to those moments when we take a verb and use it as a noun. And you might be thinking, who would do that? I mean, a verb is an action word, and a noun is a thing, a person, or a place. Who could confuse the two? Well, it happens. We use verbs as nouns all the time, especially in the English language. And when we do it, it can actually lead to distortion in our thinking unfulfilled expectations, broken agreements, and you might be wondering, why would anyone do that? Well, let me tell you, it's done with the best of intentions. Here are some examples of nominalizations, words or verbs that we've turned into nouns. Love, trust, honesty, relationship, partnership, dreams, beliefs, intentions, disagreement, failure, success. So a simple definition of a nominalization is a word or a concept that you cannot point to on the floor, pull around in a wagon, hang it on the wall, pull it out of your pocket, measure it. It's not real. It's conceptual. You cannot possess a nominalization. You can't hang on to love, but you can be loving. You never have trust, but you can be trusting or trustworthy. You can't have honesty, but you can practice being honest. You can't have a relationship. You might say, wait a minute, I'm in a relationship. In fact, I'm in a committed relationship. (laughs) I've had clients come to me and say, I'm ready for a relationship. I want a relationship. Will you coach me to get into a relationship? And I say, sure, tomorrow I'll send you a dog and you'll have a relationship. And they'll say, wait, 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 that's not what I mean. I said, but that's what you're looking for. That's what you're asking for. You're just asking for a relationship. You're not really clear on what the relationship looks like, when you want to get out of the relationship. How do you know it's going to be a loving relationship? You haven't created the criteria of what it means to have a relationship. And going back to the committed relationship. Now, does that mean, if I say I'm in a committed relationship, does that mean the other person is also committed to the relationship? How does the relationship show up? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? How much time do you spend together? How much time do you spend apart? These are all questions that typically go unasked. Is it only on Mondays? Or is it like every day of the week? Every day of the month? Is it for the first five years? And then we can kind of think about it. You see, most people, when I talk about love and trust and honesty, most people have a sense or an idea that they know what's being talked about. Yet the idea, the concept that you're referencing is actually your own internal definition of what those words mean. If someone says, I love you, and you say, I love you too, are you really talking about the same thing? 
How do you know? Now, you might be one of those rare individuals that have never had a loving relationship end or been in a relationship that you thought everything was going cool, everything was fantastic, and then suddenly a behavior pops up that is contrary to your definition of love, and you wonder, what the heck is going on? And for those of us that have been in a relationship that has ended, and suddenly the behavior on the exit side of the relationship is so contrary, so different from the way it started, you look back and think, they never really loved me after all. It was just an illusion. And those resulting feelings, those that internal dialogue questioning about what was really going on is indicative of the fact that you didn't really know what your criteria for love was or what the criteria for the other person. You just operated on the assumption that you knew. So I want to make this short. And so definitely I could talk about this much, much more in much more depth. But I want you to begin questioning Which of those things that I think I have an agreement on that are open to interpretation? By getting clear on the criteria that make up these nominalizations, like how do you define love? How do you define trust? A lot of times people say, I can't trust him. But actually, you do trust them. You basically just trust them to act contrary to your best interest or that you trust them to serve their interests first over whatever agreement that you have. So when you can identify the criteria that make up these nominalizations, because we're going to use these in language and refer to them, you're, you're not going to say, I'm loving for you. No, I love you. So what does that mean? For me personally, like for my wife, I, I know she loves me when she gives me an audience. <laughs> More just a listening for what I have to say without the need or the response to have to fix it or offer any advice. For me, that listening is a loving act. So when you get clear on the criteria, you have stronger agreements, both, both uh, the implicit agreements and the spoken agreements. In fact, if it's implied, you know, you need to get clear on, is there agreement in place? If I think there's agreement, do you think there's agreement? Uh, Secondly, uh, you also have an evidence procedure that you can look to and say, that proves I have love. That proves I have a relationship. When this happens, this happens, and this happens, then I know that I'm in a relationship that I can be proud of. If you create an intention, what are the attributes of a well-formed intention? What's the difference between a wish and an intention? What does success mean to me? So I hope this leaves you reflexive, reflecting on your own thinking, and to proceed with curiosity on what these terms mean for other people in your life that you interact with on a day-to-day basis. Now, don't be offended. but You know, if they have a different definition, if love means something different to them than to you, it makes no difference. You know, we make the mistake of wanting other people to love us the way we love them. When in truth, in actuality, we just want them to have the experience of love when they're with us. So remember, if you can't pull it around in a wagon, point to it on the floor, hang it on the wall, pull it out of your pocket, or measure it, it's open to interpretation. And the greater clarity you can create around this area, the greater your level of satisfaction and happiness. And that's what this is all about. So this is Daniel Danovi thanking you for your listening in this five-minute Friday that is almost nine minutes. So 
in the interest of specificity and authenticity, the five-minute Friday is between five and ten minutes long. It's concise, it's short, it's leave you with a question, an idea that you can think about. Until next time. And until next time, follow your bliss and live the epic life. <laughs>